Inspector Kelly Dennison, thank you so very much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. We've known each other for a few years now, uh, and you've been with the Winnipeg Police Service for how long? Uh, Be 27 years now. 27. Time flies. And in those 27 years, and in my 23 years here, I have seen this city change in many respects. And I think we can both agree on that. Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that point. One of the constants, though, always has been children will go missing. Yeah, um, and children will go missing every day in Winnipeg. As of yesterday, 55 youths, 26 adults officially missing in Winnipeg. And I don't think people have an appreciation for those numbers, is that we hear about the ones that uh, you will decide to talk to us about, or families will come forward like what has happened recently and ask for help. But on the routine ones, and the reason why we've asked the inspector to join us here is to give us context to the bigger story, because we've had a 14-year-old who went forward and had this letter, and it has created a great conversation. But often what will happen is will accuse or say something is racist, for example. And I have enough experience, and the two of us have enough experience in this city, that it is so easy to produce a label. But you really have to dig deep on a story. And context is so very important. And what we hope to do over the next 10 minutes is give you that context on what the police service have to deal with day in, day out. And it's not just a police service issue. This is an issue that goes deep into the fabric, into the marrow of our community. So of those 55, and let's talk about youths, first of all. I gather some of those youths want to be missing, don't they? Yeah, uh, you know, I guess that's one way to put it. Um, A large majority of those youths are, they go missing multiple times in a month. So the Winnipeg Police Service will locate them on a Monday. Um, They would be returned to their residence where they live. And then quite often uh, within the week, they're missing again. So uh, the numbers uh, actually are astounding with with the number of young, young children that go missing multiple times over and over and over again. Last year was how many? Uh, Well, last year in total, we had almost 9,000 missing persons in Winnipeg. That is different persons or yes. maybe the same person? Well, some of it's the same person missing multiple times. My experience in your unit, and I spent some time about 10 years ago, um, was there was a room. And in that room, there was pictures of kind of the, the hot 10. And I remember those pictures would stare down at you. And in some cases, they would stare through you. In other cases, you could tell that these children, mainly Indigenous, but not all of them, but these children would look at you and they didn't want to have their picture taken for obvious reasons. And the police officers there work the phones because through this network of people, through the school system, through child and family services and other agencies, within a matter of hours, they could locate that teenager and find out where they were. Yeah, and you know what? And I think we've gotten better at that over the years. Um, I think the officers that are in the missing persons unit now have gotten and continue to get much better at uh, locating a lot of these youth very quickly. The return to their house, sometimes it's um, a foster home. 
Sometimes it's um, an other type of facility in the city, uh, only to leave again and you folks get notified. Yeah, uh, and we we get notified in every instance um, when a when a young person goes missing, whether it's from a group home, a foster home, um, a care facility, um, or if they're missing from mom or mom and dad's house, um, we get notified. And there's no twenty four or forty eight hour waiting period. No, that's kind of a myth, and uh, because each investigation is you have you have to take a look at the details of each and every investigation on its own merit. So, you know, some, some missing persons cases, uh, when reported alarm bells are going to go off quicker than, than others. And that's because maybe their pictures are on the wall and they have a history, right? You know, that's, that's a definite factor, Richard, for sure. But then the unique ones are, this is completely and totally uncharacteristic of this young person. Absolutely. Uh, And we see that too, this is totally out of character. Uh, this is a young person who has not gone missing in the past um, and is not, no one can understand why this young person is missing. So, so of those 55 youths, how do you begin to categorize them? How do you begin to say this needs priority? This one, you know, it's a matter of phone calls. This one's going to come up. You know, that's the stuff I think police um, battle with and, and agonize over, but there are rules, policies, and procedures. How does that all work? Sure. And, and, you know, I, I I want to make sure everybody understands that every single one of them gets looked at right away. Like there's not a, a missing person that gets reported that doesn't get looked into by officers immediately. Uh, luckily for us, or I'm not even sure if that's the right way to put it, but a lot of them, when they're looked into right away, uh, there's a history. Uh, there's something there that we have records on. There's a, an easy way to locate that individual. So that gets looked at in a different light than the one we were just talking about earlier that um, nobody can understand. This is a, a young person that's never gone missing before. They're looked at differently. Is it fair to say very much like when you presented the hospital waiting room, you're triaged? Is it kind of a similar system that, you know, we sure. get all the facts that we know and then uh, if something sparks, okay, that that's different. We have to dig deeper here on this right away. Well, sure. And I guess, you know, that's one way to put it, you know, to look at it like triage. Uh, but I don't want people to think that um, the same amount of effort isn't put into every missing person case because that is that is the facts. The facts are that uh, the officers are looking into each and every one of them. The facts are, though, there's only a, a, a certain amount of resources, though. That's correct. The unit's only so big. So of 55 youth, 26 adults, you know, if you suspect one has been kidnapped, et cetera, boom, that's when all the resources can come in, right? Yeah, absolutely. The Winnipeg Police Service um, resources are for missing persons are not just the missing persons unit. We have community support officers and our general patrol officers that uh, are actively involved in these types of investigations every day. What are the challenges of dealing with one of those young people and Sometimes their picture's on the wall. You pick them up and you know that they're going to leave again. From where I sit, that challenge is um, consistency of contacts with people uh, in the system. But it's also somebody that's going to to ultimately love them. Yeah. You know, I guess, you know, for us, a lot of the ones that, you know, 
I got to be honest, that really worry me is, you know, some of the, the young, uh, young women that go missing, young girls that we know are uh, at, at a higher risk of being exploited when they do go missing. Uh, those ones are ones that, uh, that are very difficult sometimes to deal with. You have other partner agencies involved in that, don't you? Absolutely. And uh, there's a large number of them for us to sit here today and, and start mentioning all the partner agencies would take us a while because this is an issue where, uh, where the province and the city, you know, is, is participating. Can you go in to a home where you suspect that there is a 14-year-old being exploited and take that kid out of that, that circumstance? Well, I guess the short answer is yes. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the longer answer uh, is the investigation leads you to believe in and gets you the, the evidence you need to support that. But the short answer is yeah. If that 14-year-old doesn't want to go with you. Well, and we see that too quite often. You see it a lot. Absolutely. Um, a lot of the, the young, that young 14-year-old in their mind doesn't see that they're being exploited. Uh, they don't see it as that the exploitation that's going on to them. Um, and it's only going to be as time progresses and they, and we get them the help they need that they're going to realize what's going on. I have talked to police officers who have told me that they have been on the phone with somebody like you saying, listen, we are desperate. This kid needs protection. We need to find her a safe place tonight. What can we do? And then that's up to you to start finding out a safe place to put that kid. Right. And, uh, you know, quite often um, it's not out of the norm for the, for our officers to uh, go through their list of trying to find a suitable place for this this young person to go. Because the first one is full, the second one, there's no beds available. The next one, um, they won't take them because it doesn't suit the categorization of that agency. So quite often, it's two or three down the list. Sometimes you find a way, right? Well, every time we find a way. We have to make sure we find a way because there's under no circumstances will we leave, leave a child out there. And then they're the ones that end up to be a... A statistic. Yeah, yeah, and that's, I, I don't know what more I can say other than how sad is that. Are we making progress? I think we are making progress, um, you know, but for me to sit here and, you know, say that uh, we still don't have a long way to go, like uh, I do believe we do, uh, but we are making progress. Uh, I've seen in my time, you know, I spent, uh, I spent about six years in this unit as a young officer and now I'm back uh, as one of the senior officers there, and, and I've noticed a great deal of change. So, And it's good change. In the sense that you try to strike up those relationships. Yeah. And, and uh, it's tough. It because is. Because they don't want to trust the people out there. That's right. In the patrol car. Uh, they don't. You're right. They don't. Uh, but it goes further than that. And I think the Winnipeg Police Service is taking great strides to build those partnerships in the community. And I know, um, you know, there's several officers... Um, above my rank that are working really diff- really hard at uh, trying to build those relationships and, and create these partnerships within the community so that we have places to take these kids. Inspector, if a child goes missing today, whether they are from Manitoba Avenue or from Compo Street, does that matter? No, it doesn't matter. If they're missing, they're missing. So what do you do? 
They need what happens? What What do you do? How like how does that all work? Uh, well, typically, uh, somebody will report to the Winnipeg Police Service that uh, a child is missing. Uh, it either comes into our general uh, dispatch call center, or it comes right to the missing persons unit. Uh, either way, uh, the missing persons unit, um, if it comes into the general, a lot of times a uniform a uniform officer, a group of cars will be assigned to that. And they'll go out and they'll start knocking on doors right away. And they're trying to track down this missing person. At some point in time, they, they may have, and this happens all the time, they've exhausted all of those leads. Uh, so it, now it comes to the missing persons unit. And the missing person u- unit then puts into, into practice, into place, those investigative tools that we have within the unit to go out put our boots on the ground, start using our investigative tools to find that young person. And for the most part, we don't really stop until we find them. And more often than not, they are found. I would say just just about always they are. And my point being is often in the media, we don't report on the planes that land safely or the successes that you have. And you have way more successes than what we would categorize as losses. But it's the losses that get highlighted. And sometimes as a result, um, you know, a a little 14-year-old girl will look at what has happened on one case and say why that didn't happen in another case. And I understand the conversation is important, but um, no one members of this unit, you folks are dedicated, and not just recently. I did this 10 years ago, and I saw the changes 10 years ago, and how dogged members of this unit do their job. And it's a frustrating job because sometimes you hit those human beings that want to, don't want the help, but you know eventually, hopefully, if there's enough conversations going around with you and your partners, that at some point there'll be that realization that these children getting exploited can be, you know, not necessarily rescued, but they can grow to a point where they want that help. Right. And, that, and obviously, at the end of the day, that's our goal um, for those young kids that are being exploited to get them the help they need so they're no longer. Inspector, I'll let you get back to work. Thank you very much, sir. Inspector Kelly Dennison, the Winnipeg Police Service.